It's time to swing hard with Coach Denny Barrett. Denny has recruited and coached some of the top athletes from around the world. During that time, Denny created the nationally renowned travel baseball program called Batters, which prepares young players to succeed at the high school and professional levels. In this podcast, Denny talks to coaches, comedians, actors, scouts, and Hollywood elites about sports, relationships, and life. Now here's Denny Barrett. So, Jay, this is episode, I believe, 140, right, Producer Rob? 140, we saved it for Jay. Absolutely. Got it. Got it. Well, we've tried. I will say this. We have tried with Jay, and we're going to yeah. get to a little bit of a of his of his uh, busy life ahead. And, and uh, Jay, we've tried in the past. We wanted you as I think it was in, in the 30s, and then it went to 60s and the 90s, and so finally at 140. I said, Jay, if you don't do this, I know where you work and I know where you live in LA. I so like that number 140. I like that number. Yeah, it's a good number. It's not bad. That was my weight in about fourth grade, so it worked out great. <laughs> That was my batting average throughout throughout my life. So it it's tough. It's tough. <laughs> so if you can't play it, you do a podcast. And how they say if you can't play the game, just do podcasts. So that, that's not your baseball batting average. That's just your life batting average. That's so so true. Under the yeah, under the what's the guy's name? Under the something line. I don't know what the guy. Yeah. But so we are with Jay Fagnano. Jay, I really, really, really appreciate you coming on. This is a uh, it's a special moment because I've known you now for about Coming up on 12 years now. I've known you a little bit. Oh, goodness. Is it that long? I can't believe it. That's, no, that's I know. Actually, Yeah, boy. I've known <laughs> you a long time. Well, <laughs> and it's, the, this, the, the theme of uh, this, it's called Swing Hard in case you hit it. And the, but the relationships I have built in my career coming up, I'm, a, I'm, a, I'm 59 years old. I've been a head coach at the junior college, the four-year college. I've coached in Alaska, Dominican Republic, the youth. And you meet people along the way, and Jay, I know you're Portugal. You, you, can, to you this. can add Portugal now, Denny. You can add and now, Portugal. Yes, I was in Portugal with uh, some kids. That uh, that the, the, the problem with that trying to play catch with a uh, with a uh, uh, an orange is not the same as a baseball. It's not the same, Jay. Just so you know, I I, I you know I deal with some of that in the Dominican Republic. You know, yeah. not really a baseball, but something like a baseball that we exactly. do. You've been back in the Dominican, Jay, what, 18 times? 18 times. This will be making our 19th trip coming up in March with USC students. God, Lee, boy, that's that's huge. So, so Jay Fagnano, dad of a Notre Dame graduate, former ND baseball player Nick Fagnano, who was the class of 2012, I started coaching in 2012. I just missed yes. uh, the opportunity to coach Nick um, and then get a chance in our last 12 years, I've had a chance to get to know Nick very well through your beautiful wife, Mary, yourself, and the uh, and the organization and, and so forth. And and um, so, Jay, I'm going to just read a little bit, Jay, of what you do, if you don't mind. Okay, sure. I've looked Absolutely. I've looked it up. I had to go long and hard to find this research on Jay Fagnano. Okay, and uh, it's Jay wears a white hat. That's all I got. No, no, the the thing with Jay, and you'll see. Jay owns a catering company, Thrive Kitchen LA, serves as the food service director of the LA Lakers, oversees the food operation for the players, coaches, and performance staffs, the team, and their El Segundo training center, as well as making sure the players are well-fed before and after each game at Crypto.com Arena. As a volunteer, Jay also developed and ran uh, the baseball concession stand at Notre Dame. By the way, Jay, you make it sound like 
the concession stand at, at our stadium. But uh, it became known throughout Eric Sodheimer quoted it, posted it throughout Southern California as having the best food in high school baseball. Now, you're so humble when we talk about this, but Jay, how did you get in the food service business? And then we're going to talk about the podcast, but how'd you get into this, man? How'd you get so good at it? You mean the food service business with the Lakers or with Notre Dame High School? Well, the Notre well, Dame part was really easy. <laughs> Notre Dame, Notre Dame, you didn't make a nickel. So I guess let's go to the LA Lakers right there. It was all volunteer for Notre Dame. But, well, uh, I, I have I do have a long history of food service. I've owned restaurants, I've owned bakeries, I've been in food. I've I had this catering company for a number of years after I got out of the corporate food world. Yeah. And uh one thing I did was I worked with the USC baseball team. And yeah. the uh, the, the nutritionist uh, at USC Baseball, she went on and she is now the nutritionist for both the Angels and the Lakers. Okay. And about two and a half years ago, when things weren't looking good for uh, those of us in the food service business with everything being locked down, I was just about ready to give up my business. I received an email from Becky. She said, hey, we're looking for someone to finish up the season here at the Lakers. We had a little bit of a blow up. With the, with the staff that we had, you might be able to come in and finish up the season for us. So I went down. Uh, I, I said, absolutely, I would love to uh, uh, love, love to be a part of that. And I went down. I had a couple of interviews, made some food, met with uh, Linda Rambus and uh, a couple other people uh, at, uh, at Crypto. Uh, no, at the UCLA Health Training Center in El Segundo. And I got the job to finish up the season. Wow. So that was uh, Frank Vogel's last season with the Lakers. Uh, it was okay. a tough year. You know, they were still going through all the COVID protocols. We had to be behind uh, plexiglass screens and do all of that sort of thing. Was that the bubble? That, that You weren't in the bubble. It was the year after the bubble. It year was after the bubble. The year, year after the bubble. And uh, so, you know, with Frank Vogel, you, you win a championship uh, one year, and then the next year you're not doing so well and you get fired. Amazing, uh, amazing. So, uh, but that was his last season with the Lakers. At the end of the season, um, they did not renew Frank Vogel's contract, but they renewed mine. So, um, <laughs> last year was our first full season with the Lakers. We're in our second full season with them now. Uh, mm. it's a, a challenging job. It's a great gig, you know, yeah. hanging out with a bunch of six foot eight guys and making yeah. food for them and making them happy is not a bad thing to do. Yeah, so, yeah. Uh, we do uh, breakfast and lunch for the team, the coaches, the performance staff, about 50, 60, 70 people every day that there's practice at uh, we call it UHTC. And uh -huh. then we prepare a pregame meal uh, for every game of crypto. And yeah. we pick that up there. We do a live action station for them. They have a very small players lounge. Uh, we do a buffet for all of them. And then we also make the post game boxes that they take with us, and you know, depending on how the how the game goes, uh, it can be a, a very joyous players lounge after a game, or it can be a very oh, quiet uh, players lounge after uh, after a game. So you never quite know what you're going to deal with until until the game ends. Jay, let me ask you with this, and we're going to segue out of this in a minute. But when the Lakers get beat, and LeBron has a rough game, possibly, or AD has a rough game. When he comes up and says, Jay, I'll take that, you say, no, 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 no. I, I mean, food, a man, a way to a, to a man's jump shot is through food. 
How in the world do you, do you ever give him a little heat on how elbow in, tell LeBron, how about a little oh, more? Sure. Yeah, I've given them lots of pointers throughout the I, year, which is why I, I'm still with the team. You know, just just hearing from me on taking that step back jumper would be yeah. the thing they want to hear. Yeah. Uh, no, we <laughs> we have many friends on the on the team. And yeah. uh, some are more talkative and some are more engaging than others uh, uh -huh. without revealing anything uh, right. that I probably shouldn't reveal. Okay. Uh, the, okay. But we have a great relationship with all the players. So, look, you know, four or five, six players have their own chefs. So oh. some do eat with us uh, quite a bit and some, you know, kind of do their own thing. But okay. we're always there for them, uh, no matter what the special request is. You know, the, of course, you never say no to a player. So if that uh, means I have to run somewhere and go get something, we take care of them. That, that is pretty pervasive. Uh, you know. Well, I, I know I got my own chef, too. That's a direct correlation. And the, I'll see him after this podcast. I got practice in Notre Dame. I'll go to Jorwiner Schnitzel, and they'll be there. I just got to say it through a loudspeaker. And, and he tells me, I tell him what I want. He gives me exactly how I want it. So it's a. That's wow. great to do. I will. It's can famous. I drop the name when I go to Wiener Schnitzel? Yes. Go there. It's the healthiest hot dogs around, I've heard. I'll tell you that right now. It's That's called the Denny Dog, Jay. They, they didn't get too creative. It's the yeah. Denny Dog. Yeah. All right. Enough of this stuff. But, Jay, I, uh, on that, Jay is also the founder, along with his beautiful wife. Loving wife, Mary. Please tell Mary I say hello. I One of my all-time favorites. You definitely outkicked your coverage with I Mary, yes, if I could say that. Okay? Yeah. Um, but she's a, she's one of a kind. And Jay's with Mary the, of the Thrive and Joy Nick Fagnano Foundation. And Thrive and Joy, uh, you're going to tell me a little about Thrive and Joy. But here's why we're on today. Jay, we go back a little bit. I've been with you on some of our clinics and, and the tournaments we've had. The batters teams have won them, and, and, and you've, you've hosted them. I want to throw that out there. But talk about the tragedy of your son, Nick, and, and the baseball player that we don't know about, Nick, and how the Thrive and Joy Foundation uh, came together, if you don't mind, Jay. Yeah, it's uh, thank you, Denny. It's it, it's a long story. I'll, I'll make it a little bit uh, more brief. But uh, Nick was a baseball player at Notre Dame. And he loved, he just loved Notre Dame. He loved being a part of the baseball team. He loved being part of that group of guys and uh, the coaches and, and just the whole camaraderie that Notre Dame baseball brought. Uh, I, I always say that there was never a day that he was more proud than game days at Notre Dame because he got to wear his jersey to school that day. Yeah. And, you know, Nick was not the star of the team. There are, you know, some very good players. Uh, including JJ Muno, who uh, went on and is playing is playing uh, professional baseball. Um, Nick was a little bit little bit ahead of Hunter Green, but uh, uh, but but Nick just loved being part of that team. He was a relief pitcher with the team, uh, started a few games, uh, but more than anything, he just loved baseball. Yeah, from the day he was two years old, he just loved baseball. And I, I do tell people we probably paid, played catch. 200 days out of 365 days a year, we Love would it. catch in the front yard. We had a big front yard. And baseball was just a big part of his life. Um, he went on to uh, Santa Barbara City College with three of his teammates to go play uh, junior college ball. Uh, I after one year, he realized that he did not have the velocity on his fastball to be a pitcher for the USC Trojans. And that was his dream college to go to. So he hung it up after one year and worked on his studies. 
uh, was accepted to the Price School of Public Policy at USC. Uh, one of very few uh, transfer students that, that were accepted and um, was looking forward to starting at USC. On uh, July 27, 2014, just three weeks before he was to start school, he called a couple of his baseball friends from Notre Dame and said, let's go meet at our usual spot down at Venice Beach. And so three of them got together down at Venice and they were just hanging out. These guys were going off to school in a week or two. He said, I'm just going to jump in the ocean and rinse the sand off. Does anybody want to join me? And they said, nah, no, nah, I'm good. And he went in the ocean and a cloud came literally from nowhere. A dark cloud came over, uh, one bolt of lightning. And uh, his, uh, it, it, you know, the entire beach would just completely shocked. And uh, to use kind of a, you know, a, a metaphor for that, uh, they, uh, the lifeguards ran in and pulled people out of the water and his two friends ran down to the ocean and they were tending to a man about my age uh, who was injured. And they realized, his friends realized they couldn't find Nick. They ran up to the showers uh, thinking maybe he went there instead of the ocean. Couldn't find him. Ran back down to the, to the lifeguards. Said, we can't find our friend. All the lifeguards went back in the ocean. And uh, they found Nick about a half an hour later. Uh, he, he, was, uh, he was killed instantly by the uh, lightning strike. He was the lone fatality of the tens of thousands of people that were on the beach that day. Um, uh, obviously, uh, you know, his mother and I were devastated. Um, Nick was our only child. Uh, he had a very bright future ahead of him. And, uh, you know, quite honestly, Denny, we were in the days and weeks and, and time that followed, we were, we were lost. We, we didn't know what we were going to do. Uh, one thing that we, we did, uh, uh, Actually, uh, you know, the Notre Dame community just wrapped their arms around us. In addition to the USC community, our neighborhood, uh, you know, what happened to Nick Gain uh, garnered a lot of media attention throughout the country, actually. And so we had a lot of a lot of people reaching out to us. We um, we didn't know what we were going to do. And uh, a, a few weeks, about a month and a half later, a gentleman called my wife. When Nick was 13 and playing Little League ball, he started a uniform drive uh, for kids in the Dominican Republic. He saw something on television. If I'm going too long, let me know here. Oh, uh, stop it, Jay. Jay let, Jay, let me tell you something. We, we're here for nine hours. So, you, no, you keep going, Coach, if you don't mind. It's, it's, it's just become a longer story. Uh, he, uh, he saw something on TV when he was 13. Mm -hmm. But kids in the DR loved baseball as much as he did, but they didn't have the things that we have here in the United States. Right. They didn't get new uniforms every year. They didn't get new pair of cleats. They didn't get new equipment, new gloves, new bats, anything like that. So when he was 13, he organized a uniform drive. And all these kids, you know, we got so much stuff. I kept having to buy trash cans to put all these yeah. things into. We wound up shipping about 400 pounds of uniforms and gear to the Dominican Republic through someone that we had met. We didn't really know where it went, but we just know it got there. Yeah. So about six weeks after Nick passed away, a gentleman uh, reached out to my wife, Mary, and said, uh, there's a trip going to the Dominican Republic. A guy is installing a computer lab in a school in the most disadvantaged area of San Domingo. And you and Nick, Mary, had said that 
that maybe you and Nick would like to go to the Dominican Republic sometime. And this gentleman runs an organization, an unbelievable organization called Retail Orphan Initiative. They help kids around the world. Mm-hmm. And uh, and he was a work colleague of Mary's. So he said, uh, you know, maybe, maybe you and Jay should go. And we were like, gosh, you know, we're just trying to keep our heads above water. We're, we, we don't know that this is the time is right. We thought about it and said, well, maybe Nick is sending us there. So about three and a half months after Nick passed away, we found ourselves on a plane to the Dominican Republic with a bunch of people that we didn't know. With each of us, of the 10 of people going, each of us had three laptops in our uh, carry-on luggage because we, if you ship it, it probably gets stolen in customs. Mm. And Nick's grammar school also heard about uh, what we were doing. And they have a, his Catholic school, his grammar school, had this thing called Crazy Day. For a dollar, you get to wear like crazy socks. And, you know, that's yeah. about as crazy as the Catholic kids get. Uh, you know, some weird hat or something. And then they could buy brownies and, and pizza for a dollar and they designate charity that they want to give the money to. And they designated us to give us for our trip. And mm-hmm. the team said, you'll probably get, you know, $600, twice what we normally get because it's you guys. Right. Teacher handled us after the event. She handled us an envelope with $2,600 in it. Jesus. Parents were writing checks for $100 for a brownie or a slice of pizza. Wow, and uh, 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 Greg's organization, Retail Orphan Initiative, matched that twenty six hundred. So we went down to the Dominican with five thousand dollars in our pocket, not knowing what we were going to do, except install this computer lab. And that, uh, in our five day trip, that took all of about three hours. And so we had all this money. You know, we, the first night we bought about a thousand dollars worth of games and and sporting equipment. So we had four thousand dollars. What are we going to do? Well, the school was so in such bad shape. We thought we'll do extreme makeover of one classroom like they did on the TV show. And yeah. we did that overnight to one classroom. And we spent the $4,000 and fanned out around the city and bought all these things. And and the next day, the kids came in and they, they're like, oh, crazy. And the teacher cries. And, you know, we did this one classroom. And we had to catch our plane back, back to the States and said, uh, you know, we'll be back. And they're like, yeah, yeah, yeah. We've heard that from Americans, right? So we came, we came back, and we wound up raising thirty thousand dollars, and we actually redid the entire school. And at that point, we thought we need to have a five hundred one c three, so people want to give us money. We need to have uh, a five hundred one c three, so they can write it off. And that's when the Thrive and Joy Nick Fagnano Foundation was born back mm. in twenty fifteen, and uh, we've been going strong ever since. And the Dominican Republic is is part of our trips. We like you said we've made eighteen trips already. Uh, in March, we take USC students as part of their alternative spring break program. I always say instead of going to Cabo and getting drunk, they come with us and do work and sweat and and don't get to drink. And uh, and then uh, we take anyone who wants to come with us in uh, October. And then uh, we're organizing a trip. Looks like we're going to be taking Notre Dame students uh, this June as well. So wow. we can do three trips a year to the Dominican Republic. We have basically uh, really adopted this school called Tia Tatiana. We've redone the whole school. Mm-hmm. Uh, you know, we've installed new bathrooms. We've built them a beautiful commercial kitchen. We've redone every classroom. We've done that. We've also taken on an orphanage mm-hmm. uh, called Ramar. Built them a beautiful kitchen. It looks like a kitchen in a, in a restaurant in the United States. And we continue to work with them. We've recently adopted a community in a town called Nagua, and we just recently installed a 
water purification system, which is extremely valuable for the people of that community. And right. that that is now up and running. So we've done a lot of projects in the Dominican Republic. God dang it, Jay. Jay, a beautiful story. I mean, and I know it can go longer and longer. We've talked many times. I think the beautiful relationship I have with you is to, is to sit behind at a counter at a concession stand or or or, or helping deliver food and uh, or, or give food to people as they come through the through the through the line or what have you but this the thrive enjoys mission is to encourage young people to discover their character strengths and the joy of service through programs inspired by the life of nick fagnano that's the that's the key here where you're at at least in my mind where you're at, where we are today, is because of the short life of Nick Fagnano, correct? Yes. Uh, Nick was a young man of great character. And uh, I, I think that's shown through uh, in, in the 20 years that he was with us. Yeah. And uh, as, as an aside, uh, right after Nick passed away, I got a phone call a few days later. And... Uh, I picked up the phone. I thought it was one of his friends. And this says, is this Jay? The gentleman on the other line says, is this Jay? I said, yes. He said, hold the line for Tommy Lasorda. Mm. And Tommy Lasorda comes on the line. And he said, I, I heard about what happened to your son. And I'm sorry about that. You know, I lost my son too. And we had this conversation with Tommy Lasorda. And at the end, and Mary got on the phone with him. And at the end, he said, let me ask you this. If God came to you and said, you can have Nick for 20 years and then I'm going to take him back or you can't have him at all, what would you do? What would you say to God? And the answer is obvious. I mean, I, I feel honored, privileged, and so lucky that I had Nick for 20 years. Yeah. And in those 20 years, Nick's light shone very brightly. And uh, we continue that legacy. And we are exercising that, that legacy with, with the programs that we do for kids, not just in the Dominican Republic, but here now in South Los Angeles primarily. And we take this program that, that Mary has started, it's called C11, and it takes the 11 character strengths of Nick, and we focus on those character strengths, such as, I won't remember all 11 off the top of my head, but love, humility, humor, zest, spirituality. Uh, I'm going to give you a five right off the top of my head. I get it. And we use those, those character strengths and work with kids in high school, in disadvantaged high schools. And we're currently in three high schools, uh, one in South LA, one in Central LA, one in East LA. Mm -hmm. And we work with them in, in developing their character strengths and writing their own legacy at this young age. And Mary has started something at each of these schools called Club Thrive and Joy. And they do a, they, they, they go through the, the program, the C11 program. And it's, you know, it's a volunteer, it's a club. And then in the second uh, semester of the year, they do a social impact uh, uh, service project and introduce it to the school. And it's become uh you know a pretty pretty big project yeah and uh each each of the schools have a number of kids in the program uh, as as part of club thrive and joy and so that in our minds it, it does keep nick's light shining brightly 
you know, oh, yeah. there, but over there as well. Well, I, I could tell you. So at Notre Dame, every year we do, we started, I think, three or four years ago, yeah. uh, a Nick Fagnano Thrive and Joy baseball tournament. And it's not like your normal tournaments that you have that you play travel ball and you go out there and you earn these rings and, and go. What, what Mary and, and, uh, and Jay, you have done is, is uh, you hosted at Notre Dame High School. My batters program has been honored to, to, to play in this tournament. Um, but it's not about winning the tournament. Yes, we compete against each other. Yes, we're always competing to try to, to, try to be the, the last man standing on, on winning this thing. However, when we're brought up after each game or at the before and after, what Mary – and Mary, as soon as she starts talking, she's got the eyes and ears of about 75 kids. They yeah. all wear – the first year, they all wore the uh, Nick Fagnano Foundation shirts. Yeah. And we didn't put numbers. There were no numbers needed. You didn't need to know a number and be an individual. You knew why we were all there. It's the nice that it's on and it ends on Monday, Father's Day. It ends on uh, May. I don't know the exact day, but it's Father's Day. I know that. We do it Father's and, Day weekend every year. Yeah. And the irony of that is seeing you, Jay, being a father. You're always going to be a father. You've been a father. You are a father. And then we get a chance to be a father to all these young kids. And we get to show them what, what I love what Mary talks about, um, about the character and, and, and everything you just you just described is these kids are, it, it doesn't make sense. Wait, wait, aren't we supposed to just win? No, 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 no. Because the winning part is that you're just playing today. You're playing on a beautiful facility. You're playing for coaches. You're getting a free meal. You're getting a chance to have umpires and play. And whoever has more runs at the end, sure, they get a chance to say, we, we get this. But you have changed it. You've changed the focus, and I see more people calling now going, how do we get in this tournament? How do we get in this tournament? How do we get in this tournament? And it stems from from Nick's character at, at, when he was when he was alive to now the, the, the character that we continue on and to let these kids realize, I don't know if there's one kid that's going to make it to the major leagues in all the tournaments we've had. There, we didn't have one, I don't think. Not yet. Not yet. I haven't seen it yet. We just started recently, but to – to get a chance to communicate, we have that clinic before the tournament of the little guys out there. Right. And to watch you come out and see, I think there's a Nick Fagnano in all these kids. They're smiling. They're making mistakes. They're making great. They get excited about just playing catch. And I'll tell you, there's nothing more that I like more. And I'm the biggest son of a bitch competitor that they're ever like. I hate losing. I hate losing. But I get a chance on that weekend to sit there and go, this is what it's all about. This yeah. is what it's all about. I does the character. Do you see these kids out here? Do you see a ton of Knicks out there when you see these kids? Do you see kids just going, "Oh yeah"? Well, you know it, that that's a great question because uh, there, there's nothing that brings us more joy than that we we start that Saturday morning with yeah. the clinic for boys and girls six to 13 years old. Right. And, you know, they're grouped according to their age and level of ability. And to have them all in those turquoise thriving yes. T-shirts and on the back, you know, it's got the, the logo. And and these kids run around the field. They've got their, their stations that they go to. I see, uh, I see Nick as a, a young T-baller 
or right. a young coach pitcher or, you know, all that development of baseball that he loved. And I see these boys and girls running around and having so much fun oh, yeah. and having real coaches out there, mm-hmm. you know, and having real coaching and being on this at this beautiful stadium on this turf. This is not this is not normal. And yeah. so it's it's about a two hour clinic. Uh, we feed them afterwards. Everybody has a great time. And to your point, I think that the, the baseball tournament evolved. We started when we started this. We thought, oh, we'll have uh, we'll have this clinic, and then we'll have a game with uh, a bunch of guys that Nick played with or played against, right. and we'll get a bunch of guys. Well, you know, those guys are turning thirty, <laughs> and you know, you and I are way beyond that point. And <laughs> even at thirty, they're starting to say we're getting too old. Or twenty-seven, they're like, I don't know if I can do this anymore. And then you came to me and said, look, why don't we run a baseball tournament? And that has become such a great thing to have. It's 14U, right? 14U? Yeah, 14U. Um, To have this tournament. And the level of play is incredibly high. And we get uh, teams from real diverse backgrounds. And to your point, more and more teams want to be a part of this. And we didn't know how it would how it would go, but Mary did. You're you're absolutely right. Mary came in and and after that first tournament, talking to those boys, it was complete silence. Yes. And there there's just like it is a different kind of a tournament. It's not your usual uh travel ball tournament. And I think we've created something that's really unique. Notre Dame High School has been gracious enough to let us have uh, the stadium for the weekend. Uh, it, it does raise some money for our foundation, a little bit of money, um, which you know always helps for us nonprofit people out there. Right. Uh, but more than anything, it's just a great tournament. And yes. it's a great time for these kids to bond and for Mary to tell them about Thrive and Joy, to tell them about service, to tell them about teamwork, which is one of another one of Nick's character traits uh, that uh, that is very important, and we stress that 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 character uh, trait of teamwork and camaraderie and and working together as a unit, and I, I think it's become quite a unique tournament, one that we look forward to every year. And yes, it is. It does end on Father's Day. Uh, very purposely. Yeah, uh, that is the point. Right. And, you know, to have the dads dads to be out there and spend the day with their with their sons and and their you know maybe their daughters there and running around but having a good time and and uh, it, it's it's really become a, a big date on our calendar. No man, you guys have. Uh, um, and we're we're almost done here. You guys have put a a, a part of this. Uh, this game of baseball, we've got the chance to use it as a tool to recognize that our children or our significant others, our wives or grandparents are around for just a short period of time. Yeah. We don't know the beginning. We know the beginning. We don't know when the ends come. We don't. No, you don't. But, but I will. Yeah. And, and when I, from my point of view, I have had an opportunity in all these years to run across people like Mary and yourself and get to know Nick. Nick is a is, is dear in my heart. And I think I met him one time. 
And at one time, because all these players come and go in my mind, I'm too damn old. I can't remember, you know, I don't know a darn thing, man. I And then when the mask came out during COVID, Jesus, I couldn't remember anybody. Hey, coach, remember when you coached me? I do not remember because you had a mask on the whole damn time. But I, I will I will tell you that when uh, it has made baseball, it has made the relationships with these young men long term. I've had guys come to me, coach, remember we played in the, in the, in the Nick Fagnano Foundation? Boom, right away. That was four years ago. These kids are now graduating from college and they're out of high school, I should say, in college. And, and I don't know. You couldn't have planned this, obviously, such a tragedy, but then also turning to what a delight of, of what Nick has done for thousands of kids. Thousands. Nick has touched many lives. Uh, you know, I, I have said that, that after what happened to us, and it should not happen to any parent. You're a right. parent. You know that. You know, uh, it's not fair. Right. Um, and and I have said, you know, after that happened, that Mary and I could have gone could have gone home and closed the door, but we chose not to. This was the path that we chose mm-hmm. was to honor his life by creating the Nick Fagnano, uh, the Thrive and Joy Nick Fagnano Foundation, and and doing the work that we do. It's what keeps us going. Yeah. And, and yes, I, I've had a number of people, the college students that have gone on the trips to the Dominican Republic with us, people that have played baseball at Notre Dame, uh, people now from uh, from the 14-year tournament. A lot of people say to me, I never met Nick, but I know but I know Nick. I feel that I know Nick. Yeah. Oftentimes yeah. they say, my friend Nick. They may never even have met him, but they say, my friend Nick. And, yeah. and that is a lasting legacy that we cherish. Absolutely. Beautiful. God, that's beautiful, man. So, Jay, what's next now? Uh, we have the alumni game at Notre Dame. Do I owe you any money? Um, is there any money? I don't know what's next here, but what? what? I have to look at my ledger on that because I do keep a running total going. But I think we're all square. I, I, think I, all square. I may owe uh, you a little bit for the work that you did for me. Yeah, yeah, you do. I, yeah. Hey, Jay, I see a, a delicious yeah. bag of chips there over your shoulder. I, if you could send that to us, I think we'd be okay. I got them right, yeah, right, right there. Yeah, yeah. Right there. Close. Yeah, <laughs> I'll get those to you. Yeah. Uh, the, uh, the alumni game, Notre Dame alumni game, is this Saturday. Yes. The weather is lurk- looking. It looks like we're going to get rain Thursday, Friday. No rain Saturday, and then rain again on Sunday. And I know the, one of the great things, Nick never played on that great field at Notre Dame. He right. played on grass, and if this was the case – during his time, that the, the field will be mud. With yes. that turf, it drains so well. Coach Dill tells me how well that the turf the, that the turf drains that we'll be playing baseball on Sunday. So Got all there at the alumni game, helping out with all of the food. Of course, uh, they don't really want me to help out with the coaching. I don't know why. That's uh, terrible. Uh, uh, and and uh, so I, I always look forward to the alumni game to see old friends. Uh, yeah. So like you and all the other coaches we start our work beginning this saturday we start our work towards uh the baseball extravaganza in june mm. uh, i'll be recruiting guys uh that day mm. and, uh, it's always just a great day the alumni game's a great great event right, I, right. I just such a great event at notre dame last thing jay and, and again i we do miss having mary on here because she would have made this the picture on the zoom so much better oh god, god. Not even close. But but let me say this. 
One thing, and I never want to critique you, Mr. Fagnano, because I don't do that. Every time I see you, there's always a loving relationship. <laughs> You're announcing, though. Are, are you going to be announcing again the tournament this year on Father's Day? You announced that uh, you went from nine till about five. And I announced I every know. game on Sunday because it's a little hard to get volunteers on Sunday. <laughs> but yeah. the over-under is how many names are you going to butcher? And how many names are you going to say clearly? I don't know. It's just a question. Over oh, under 20, 30, who gets it? But uh, yeah, I think it's somewhere in the mid 20s. But, you know, I then resort to just saying down to the kid, just yell your name out. We'll know. <laughs> uh, yeah. We try to keep it as professional as possible. And, yes. and you know, all kidding aside, it's kind of kind of cool that we have, you know, we have this beautiful stadium. We have music in between. Yeah. The we yeah. have a somewhat professional announcer sitting up in the booth who hopefully turns his mic off when he says something inappropriate. Uh, I love it. <laughs> so, uh, you know, it's it's really you know, it's it's such a it's such a unique experience. But right. yeah, I'd say probably somewhere in the mid twenties. I get you. So finally, though, Jay, in all seriousness, man, I love you. I love you from the relationship we got a chance to start just by God put us in the same place at the same yes. time for one moment and. Uh, to sit with you behind the concession or up in the press box to hear you announce. Talk to me. Can you? How can we learn more about the Thrive and Joy uh, Nick Fagnano Foundation? How can we learn um, more about for the people out there? Easy to see what we're doing. Go to thriveinjoy.org. That's T-H-R-I-V-E-I-N-J-O-Y.org. And you'll see all of the great things that we're doing as part of the foundation. Uh, if you are happen to be at the alumni game, seek me out. I'm pretty easy to find. I'll probably be wearing the Thrive and Joy hat that day. Yes. You know, I take my Notre Dame hat off just briefly or, or my Laker hat or whichever thing I'm doing that day. Could be USC baseball, whatever. I wear a lot of hats. Yes. Uh, but seek me out. But go to thriveenjoy.org. See all the good work that we're doing. Uh, if, if anyone that would love to, that would like to see what it's like in the Dominican Republic doing service. Uh, in an in a place that really does need help, uh, yeah. you can come come learn about it there. Uh, Jay, so I have not been back to Dominican since 1986, 87, playing there. And I'll tell you, I would love to. I'm going to make this official. If there is an opportunity, I'll pay my own way to go back to Dominican. But I got to be able to sit next to you on the plane the whole way there. Okay, that's I'll, the I'll, only I'll deal. Hold you to that, and. Okay. Uh, you know, on one of the recent uh, trips, we were uh, we were on the flight from Miami to Santo Domingo with Big Pappy. So, oh wow! And of course, you know my wife, you know Mary. Yes, she was able to get a little bit of time with him in the airport after we landed. <laughs> so <laughs> you I never know it. what might happen. And you know, we also uh, Chris Dickerson does great things in the Dominican yes. as well. Former yeah. player at Notre Dame and major league player. He's doing some wonderful things in uh, with uh, uh, the beach cleanups and 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 uh, his organization. Uh, he's just doing great things down there. So right. there's lots of opportunities to come with us to the to the DR. And you know, I would I'd be more than happy to sit with you uh, those two flights. I might take close my eyes for quite a while though. I might have to find sleep for at least a little while. Because <laughs> I I want with. I don't. Um, I like to talk a little bit with you, Jay. That's all. I I, I understand that. Okay. <laughs> hey, Jay. Give Mary. Give Mary my best. Uh, thank you for sharing about Nick uh, in a short manner. If you get a chance to see Jay or Mary anywhere out in public, anywhere, man, they are approachable. 
They love to, to share and uh, just a beautiful experience, man. I, I appreciate you, Jay. I appreciate you so much. Man. Well, Denny, thank you for the opportunity. It's always a pleasure to be with you, uh, really, from the bottom of my heart. It really is. I've enjoyed the time that we've spent together. And yeah. I look forward to seeing you and all the other coaches uh, on Saturday at the alumni game. If you could just have LeBron be a little bit more defense, that's not the last. That's the most important. Just <laughs> let me see what I can do. Let me see, see if you can do. Tell them to move next. his feet. To move his feet, damn it. Okay. I don't... Next, I'll be out of a Laker job. No problem. <laughs> I'll have plenty of time to volunteer at the at the concession stand at Notre Dame. <laughs> Thanks, Jay. Jay, appreciate it. Thank you. Thank hey, you. hey, Robert. Anything else? I think we did it, man. This no, is that was that was awesome, Jay. We really Unbe appreciate it. Thank nice. you so Unbelievable, much. brother. Hey, I appreciate you. Give Mary my best. I'll talk to you soon. Hi, this is Denny Barrett, founder and head coach at Batters, which stands for Baseball Advanced Training and Recruiting Services. Batters is a full-service baseball school that is dedicated to building complete student athletes. We provide the best instruction at top facilities in order to mentally and physically prepare our players for success at the high school level and beyond. Click on BattersSoCal.com, that's B-A-T-R-S, SoCal.com for details and sign up today. In addition, we also hold open tryouts for top local players who are interested in joining a batters team. Our travel ball teams typically practice two times per week and play double headers every other Sunday in addition to entering local tournaments or out-of-state tournaments on off weekends two or three times per season. If you have a player or team who is interested in joining batters, please email me at batterssocal at gmail.com. I look forward to hearing from you. Thanks.